Hey everyone, it's Annie and Brady from the Never Growing Up podcast, a Disney Parks podcast for adults. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating for us on whatever app you're joining our conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links for all of our accounts are in our show notes. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another new episode of the Never Growing Up podcast, a Disney Parks podcast for adults. As we've teased you guys in the past couple of weeks, we are going to be having some guest hosts to help Annie out while Brady is away during his deployment. So today we have our very first guest host, Matt Lung from landlopers.com. We're so excited to talk to him, talk travel, all things Disney, and also a new segment I have coming up that took me forever to figure out how to randomize an Excel spreadsheet. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's Annie at WDW Collective, and with me is a special co-host. Matt, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey! Hey, Hey, everybody. My best Mickey Mouse. I am Matt. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, thank you so much for for helping us out during this time. Um, By the way, everybody, I've been talking to our regular co-host, Brady, who is uh, deployed overseas. He's doing very well, says hello to everyone. And again, thanks you, you, Matt, for uh, helping us out during this time. Yeah, no, and I'm excited for the paycheck, too. So it should be a lot of fun. (laughs) The royalties will be coming here. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. I already have a second home I'm eyeing, so it'll be perfect. I think I've made negative, well, definitely negative money since doing this. Anyone who's um, used or has just dabbled in podcasting, um, and actually my next host next week, um, who uh, I don't think he works for, I'm very confused at how the Barstool thing kind of weaves into it. But anyways, he has his own, he's developed such like top 10 iTunes podcasts like uh, KFC for Barstool, things like that. So he'll be on our next show and we'll be talking a lot about how to create a podcast and and things like that. So podcasting is more of a labor of love and it's not a money-making machine. (laughs) Oh, I know. Believe me. And I'm sure I do everything wrong on my podcast, but it's fun. I, I enjoy it. It's super fun. And you can sit like, like I am right now, um, at my, bar in my basement with like my workout clothes on because I'm going to go work out on the Peloton after this. And, you know, you don't have to look nice unless you're doing the video thing, which I don't do. No, I don't either. And I'm in my basement too. So yeah, it's the best sound quality. (laughs) Absolutely. And I have two monster dogs, so I just need to get as far away from them as possible. Yeah. My cat, uh, I only have a cat, but she likes to be a part of the podcasting process. Every once in a while you hear me yell at her. She's been doing this like peeing thing in, in our gym in the, in the basement lately. So that's fun. Oh, you might hear great. me freak out soon. It's it's made my life really great. <laughs> Cats are awesome. They are. You know, I like <laughs> I like how much of assholes they are. <laughs> well, as long as you go in with that attitude. Yeah, you have to go in with that attitude. If you yeah, like think their behavior, like if you're not into that kind of behavior. <laughs> if you want a loving pet, then you're out of luck. However, if you want one that will dismiss you without a moment's care, then get a cat. Yeah. I mean, you could be dead on the floor and she will be like, why haven't you fed me yet? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, good. Have fun with the peeing on things. Yeah, I'm really excited. She's six years old and this is a new habit. So we're we're really excited about it. We're going to take her to the vet next this week. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. We're all fine in this house. It's fine. Sure. It yeah. sounds it. Yeah. So, so Matt, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your website, Landlopers. Tell us about your podcast. We want to learn all about you. Yeah. So uh, I'm the owner of landlopers.com, which is a travel blog. Um, about to celebrate the 11th year of it. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Congrats. Thank you. And um, yeah, I started it uh, 11 years ago on a jury March. Well, I guess it has been 11 years. Well, shoot, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> It is March, isn't it? It is March, but time doesn't matter anymore. 
It's wow. all a construct. And <laughs> today, may, today may be the anniversary, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I think it, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, of everything. Because <laughs> you are an expert in all things Landloprian. So, uh, I know. <laughs> anyway, 11 years ago today, I started my travel blog because I've always had a fierce love of travel, yeah. um, all things international. And so it's just been a passion of mine. And I was in a job that had nothing to do with it and I kind of hated it. So, yeah. the blog was an outlet. Sure. And a good one. But within two years, I was able to make it my full time career. So, That's- I'm so jealous. <laughs> I've been doing it for almost nine years. That's amazing. You have my dream job. Um. <laughs> well, and then COVID hit. <laughs> you COVID hit, and then you're like, what do I do with myself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when travel is no longer available. <laughs> yeah, that's been, that's been, uh, I've, I'm a big traveler myself. Um, I love, I usually try to do an international trip once a year. That's just based on time. I wish I had more time to do more international stuff, but, um, it's, it's been a really weird time. Well, especially for you, cause this is like your normal, this is your day-to-day job, but it's just been, so, so what have you done over the past year? Have you just, you know, did some puzzles, some puzzles um, yeah. I mean, I was traveling at least a week a month. Oh, wow. <clears throat> nice. So. Okay. <clears throat> What's so your preferred airline? I need to know. It depends where I'm going. So uh-huh. if we're talking about domestic, um, I mean, it's preferred because they own me with points. So sure. um, it's United. I fly oh. them because DC has uh, is oh. one of their hubs. That makes so, sense, yes. Yeah. Uh, but then if you're talking international, it really depends where I'm going, which is, you know, there's a bunch of different airlines. So, yeah. I well, I traveled for my 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 day job. I traveled for my day job, but it was like it was mainly domestic, and I lived on a plane every week, and <laughs> so the adjustment was significant. Yeah, from being home. So I'm always like, "What's your airline? Where do you have your points?" <laughs> I'm like that corporate traveler. It's so annoying. But no, I did some puzzles and then I baked. Um, I don't know what I've done to myself. Yeah. It's It's been a long year. It's been a really long year, like exactly a year. Um, (laughs) I have been podcasting though. So I have Explored the World Travel Podcast, which I started two years ago. Yes. Uh, It's just a different outlet and something different to do. And it's been so much fun. I am publishing today, episode 94. So I'm proud. (laughs) You, we are, I think we're around two years too, but you've done, you've had more episodes. <laughs> yeah. Although the, for the last 12 months, it has not been every Right. Week. That, that honestly has been our issue. Like we really slowed down. Um, and we've talked about, for those of you who've listened, I mean, we, we really slowed down just because it was kind of depressing because <laughs> we didn't know what to talk about. And that's why we started doing virtual tours for a period of time. And it was just like, what do I talk about? I'm depressed that I can't go to Disney. And it was just a huge bummer, but I think it's starting to, we're starting to see the light now. Sure. Um, yeah, no, a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, international travel is not coming back anytime soon. I so. know. Um, but I have been doing domestic trips. Uh, I, I started, when did I start? Like June or July. Uh, Disney World was one of my earliest ones. Oh, I've nice. been back three times uh, since they reopened. That's awesome. And I'm going back again in April. Yeah. Oh, I'm well, so I normally go in April. We always go for my birthday, and I'm not going again for the second time. <laughs> well, a lot of folks are going uh, because there was a race, there was a run Disney event, and so oh, even I though okay. um, the in-person aspect was canceled, a lot of folks yeah. decided, you know, it's a good time of year to go. I'll just keep the trip. It so, is. It's my favorite uh, time of year to go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping to run into some friends and just kind of really have a nice and lovely time. So you talked about going back to just like j- travel in general, that this was, you know, an outlet for you from, from the day-to-day corporate job. Completely, completely understand that. Um, what made you want to do this full time? I've always, since I was a really small kid, just been fascinated with the world. And I mean, I have two degrees in it. It's just, it's, it's who I am. It's in my DNA. And when I first moved to Washington after grad school, I didn't have a job or a place to live. So 
uh, I took the first of both. <laughs> yeah, I knew <laughs> and, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the job was sucky, but, you know, I kind of stayed in it and rose up the ranks. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to make changes. And so people usually stick with what's comfortable. And I did that for yes. a very long time, even though it was a terrible job and I was miserable. But. I feel like I'm in therapy right now, by the way. <laughs> it's like you're sounding like me. <laughs> I mean, everyone does it. Everyone does it. Right. And it's, it's not just a job. It could be a marriage. It could be so many different things. It's easier right. not to make uh, a drastic change than it is to make a drastic change. It's just common sense. Right. Um, it doesn't matter how miserable you are. You know, it's just you'll keep plugging away. So. Uh, it's starting to sound a little depressing, but um, <laughs> so, like a serious turn. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's why. And the blog really rekindled that love yeah. I had and brought it all back to life. So, what has been your favorite article that you've written for the for the blog? And give me the link for that because then I'll I'll tag it because we upload this onto YouTube, so I'll make sure I tag that on there too. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've written like 5,000. Right. Um, um, uh, uh, let's tie it into your podcast. Okay. So it was one of my first posts about my first visit to Disneyland. Um, so oh. I am very new to the Disney experience. I think that's amazing. I love people who find out, who, who get to experience Disney only as an adult. My husband is one of those people. So in 2018... I was in Anaheim speaking at a conference. Sure. Literally two blocks away from Disneyland. And so I thought to oh, myself. At the nah. Anaheim Convention Center? Yeah. Oh, I've spent a lot of time there for work. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah. So I thought, Matt, you cannot be two blocks away from Disneyland and not go. And yeah. I had never been to a Disney park before. So I went and I fell in love and the rest is history. And now I've been to three Disney parks and I am slightly obsessed. That I know. I, I was looking at your Shanghai Disney um, piece, and I was like, I'm so jealous. I well, can't luckily, that was a guest post, but um, I did go to Paris, which is... Oh, you went to Disney Paris. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep, yep. No, a friend um, went to Shanghai and was kind enough to pen the post for me. That is so awesome. I, I'm just... I love going into the China Pavilion in... Epcot World Showcase, and they have so much. I, I, I'm one of those believers that you cannot buy things that are from a park that you've never been to. I'm weird about that. So I've never bought anything, but I love looking at the merch and looking all the, um, like they have like that one little side museum area where you can look at stuff from there, and it's so cool. That's the one aspect that really disappointed me about Paris. They didn't have any merch. They had nothing. You know, it, it, I, I just I don't understand that. I think the French are just like, we don't need that. <laughs> we do not need a t-shirt. <laughs> I need a t-shirt. I need to prove I was here. I know. I, I know. was so, so disappointed. I know. What was your favorite part about Disneyland Paris? <laughs> Leaving. No. Leaving. Um, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I mean, their major attractions are really good. You know, I went on the Ratatouille ride. So Aww, we'll be talking about that later on the podcast. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And that was my first time doing that kind of technology before. Um, oh, it's the good. same tech they use in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. So Yes, which I have no want to ever go on. But that's... <laughs> really? Why? Yeah. Because, so here's... And we talked Why does everyone about, hate it? It's such a nice ride. <laughs> I don't know. It may be a very pleasant ride. And it has... My, my um, distaste for it has nothing to do with the ride itself. It okay. is the reason why they changed the animation to look the way that it does. To me, yeah. the way they changed... Um, anytime they do any shorts for Mickey and Minnie, it looks like Ren and Snippy to me. And so... <laughs> I have heard that from so many people. It You're really right. Is. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the ride. I would, I actually was not a fan of the great movie ride, and people hate me for that. But um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the ride. It's just the animation that bugs me so much. That and the characters have like this weird edge to them, like they're yeah. really snarky, which they've never. Were, Mickey Mouse is not snarky. I'm sorry. So you know, because people, the kids want the kids these days. Because I talk like I, I have children. I don't have children, but um, they love the um, like the Cartoon Network cartoons in the morning. Yeah, and they're very snarky. I don't know if you ever watch no. them they are no. not a fan but uh, yeah, today's jaded children have destroyed another attraction you know it's i think now what is it gen c is the new one but gen z and you know i'm well, an older millennial so i have a lot to say <laughs> i'm i'm a gen xer so i i, I have a chip oh, on my shoulder but you are even angrier than me 
<laughs> very angry, sure that everyone will ignore me. Um, it um, is the overlooked generation. And we're the most important. So it makes no sense. It really is. Because, I mean, a lot of Gen Xers are the parents of Gen Z. And so it's just fascinating to me. Wow, <laughs> I'm old. That's really depressing. <laughs> oh, well, well, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go on. Oh, I was going to say, because I teach, um, I teach voice as this, another side gig. And um, a lot of the parents are my age or a little older. So I was born in 83 um, or they were born in like the late seventies and their kids are like teenagers now. And I'm like, good grief. <laughs> yeah. One of my best friends, her daughter graduated from high school. And I mean, I was almost in tears. It was just, uh, how can she eight. be so old? Uh, <laughs> well, you should go on the attraction at least once. It's fun. I will. I will. I will definitely do it. It's, there's a couple attractions that either I've not been on for principal or just I, for some reason have never been on. <laughs> <laughs> the ethical. The ethicalness <laughs> of it all. Like me going on Frozen Ever After when they got rid of Mouse. <laughs> this is wrong. You do you. Yes. I, I appreciate everyone's um, equality to <laughs> go whatever ride they want. <laughs> But go on it once. I think it's fun. The song is annoying, but I yeah. think the attraction is fun. And yeah, it's one of those yeah. I, I, I will try to do every time I'm there. I love that. So yeah. going back to general travel, because I am a nerd about general travel. So what have been your favorite travel? What, let's start from what's your favorite travel destination? Um. This is an impossible question. I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I have a, I have a response because it's a common question. So my favorite city in the world is Paris. Okay. Um, I think my favorite country for food is Jordan in the Middle East. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, it's so good. Uh, bread and hummus and baba yeah. and just oh, all the yummies. Um, favorite country is a challenge. Uh, I do love Australia. I love South Africa. Um, I, it, truth is I love most places I visit. Yeah. It's kind of rare for me to find, to not be able to find something to like, uh, it's happened like twice, but, um, like food the, bad food experience, food no, uh, well, the first one's Athens in Greece. Um, it's a miserable pit of a city that should be, I've avoided. heard this. I've heard um, this. It's just terrible. Uh, go for half a day and see the Acropolis and all that yeah. and leave, go to the islands. They're beautiful. Very pleasant. Um, and the second one is Jamaica because they called me a lot of um, gay slurs and I got angry. So, so I have heard that that place is not very good for LGBTQ travel. No, yeah, no, it's that not. That is not okay. So, Ugh, those sorry. are my two negative travel experiences, and everything else is great. I've been to 100 countries, seven continents. So, I think oh, it's why pretty are good you? I'm just sitting here in awe. Like, I'm just like, this is life I want to leave. This is amazing. I've only been to. How many countries? I've only been to maybe like four countries outside it, or four countries in Europe. I was supposed to go to South Korea this next month, but obviously that got. Oh, really? That would have been so much fun. I've never been. I'd love to go. I'm dying to go. Um, dying to go to South Korea, and it would it would be my first Asian country, which would have been very exciting. Um, but there, well, not that I would want to really travel that far these days, anyways. But their quarantine process is very strict, even if I did want to go and they even they haven't started vaccinating yet there which is really interesting really yeah they wanted to they haven't had like a huge uptick in um uh, in the virus and they um wanted to um do it a little bit more methodically and they don't have as many people as to vaccinate so it's really not yeah big of a deal so um they've been just rocking it out with testing and living they truth but <laughs> I think that's how they refer to it too. They, so. They're rocking it out with their testing. <laughs> <laughs> I know the last country. Well, I was I was in I was in Lake Como a couple of years ago, and then we went to the south of France for a little while. But that was the last time I was in international water. Well, and there is no right or wrong. There is no race. It's just it's however you can work travel into your life. There is no wrong way to travel, and no just no set number that you're trying to achieve. You know exactly and it's just it's more of just i i think i'm always in a race to like experience things while i'm still young and when i say young i'm like 37 which isn't that young but i want to experience a lot of these things now versus oh so <laughs> this is really ridiculous but my husband and i our retirement plan is completely based around being able to do two viking cruises a year oh i love viking cruises <laughs> i've done oh my God, so many 
as as like a younger person, you've been on them. I thought we have to be like kind of older. <laughs> um, granted, I was probably the the youngest. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I've done a ton. I've done ocean and river. They're so much fun. Um, so I have a tradition uh, of going to Europe um, in December before Christmas to see oh, the nice. Christmas markets, and so I picked oh. a group. I pick different parts of Europe and go and experience it. And for the last four or five years, I've been doing Viking cruises. So it's fun. I'm a big fan. You may have changed the game for us because we were like, literally, that was our retirement plan. We told our financial plan and we were like, we need to make sure we have enough to live as we are now and also go on two well, you can still do that. I mean, there's, I mean, believe me, the ship is full of retirees. There's, right. there's no lack of them. Um, but they do let you on. I mean, they, you can, you can go on board. They don't check their ID and make sure you're over the age of 25. <laughs> they're not looking for the AARP card. You, know? you can, they will gladly take your money. Um, yes. And it's great. And they do such a good job. They really are so just expert professionals. And it's just a really nice time. It's a fun trip. That's it. Really is. <laughs> I almost, I may cry. I may cry to your description of all of these things. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. Well, and I haven't done a Disney River Cruise, but they partner with, I think it's Uniworld or Avalon. Um, so those would be nice too. River yeah. cruising in general is very nice. It looks, so I'm not a, I'm not a cruise person and, and it's purely from a germaphobe standpoint. Um, but you never hear anything bad about Viking Cruise. And this is why the only, this is the, why we've chosen Viking. It's like... Well, and we won't get too into, uh, deep into the, the weeds here, but uh, yeah, that's because it's a river cruise versus ocean cruise. Ocean cruises are prone to a lot of different nasty bugs. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're just so. dropping so much knowledge. I, I just love you so much. <laughs> but yes, Viking is awesome. Everyone should go. Um, I think they're they're not the cheapest, but they're not the most expensive either. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think you're paying for the quality, which is fine. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, I'd rather pay, pay for a quality experience. And they take care of you no matter what happens. So, yeah. you can rest assured with Viking. Sponsored by Viking. I know. Viking, sponsor <laughs> me. I would just die if you <laughs> So, and I thought of this question, and I didn't write it on the agenda, but it, it just kind of popped in my head. Do you have a particular, um, either like a travel host or a travel blogger, travel book writer that you look up to? Um, yeah, there's a couple. Um, what's his name? Yeah. I love him so much. I can't remember his name. Um, no, I'm not really a big fan of Rick Steves. (gasps) No, why? Um, I guess you do like him. I love him, but I need to know why, though, because, like, I need to have a well-rounded knowledge of people's personalities. No, he's fine. I mean, no, he's a lovely man. No, no, he, he's really a nice guy. I just, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. He definitely changed the world of travel guides forever. Before him, yeah. it was pretty much fromers and voters. Right. And he kind of turned everything on its head uh, through his innovative concepts, Europe through the back door. So, yeah. um, he's fine. that's okay like i'm just curious no i i fully accept everyone's opinions it's totally fine so i love bill bryson if you have not read him you should not i will make sure oh he's amazing so he's american but has lived in the uk for like 20 years and he's a travel writer but he's also incredibly funny i mean he's hilarious um and he's done a bunch of books one of his best i think one of my favorite at least is about australia and it's just, it's just hilarious. You have to read it. That's um, awesome. He's done one on Europe. He's done one, two on the UK. He he wrote Walk in the Woods that was made into a movie. Oh, that's right. Okay. Now I know um, what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's done a few books about the US. So he is awesome. And Very I cool. recommend him. Awesome. I'll definitely look into him. Anybody else that we should m- mention look into? No. Nah. Nah, that's good. <laughs> you're like, we're good. Like Anthony Bourdain or anything like that. <laughs> I don't like Anthony Bourdain either. Why? I know. I'm the only. I, You're I, okay. It's totally fine. I, I really am the only person who doesn't like him, because I mean, he went around just getting drunk everywhere, and maybe I was jealous. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I don't. I, I he's not my cup of tea. That's okay. <laughs> That's totally fine. I grew up loving Samantha Brown. Um, she is lovely. If, have you met her? Yes, and she is just She's as lovely. effervescent in person as she is on air. That is kind of what. Well, they were the thing that inspired inspired me to travel like worldwide. This is really weird, but Big Bird used to do 
these like partnership with like Asian countries. So we did like a special in China and Japan. And for some reason, that's what really got me into that. That's awesome. That's what the travel bug got for me. Um, But like growing up, I would watch Samantha Brown a lot. I just, first I loved her personality. She does a lot of work with Disney. Um, And she just made it like fun and accessible to Mm -hmm. me. So she's probably my first pick. Yeah. No, and she's awesome. She really, she does a good job. That's awesome. Yay, Samantha Brown. Well, let's get into some Disney news. Yay, Disney. We haven't done Disney news in a, in a hot minute. So this is exciting. I'm so excited to talk about new things. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing we're going to talk about, and you may have seen um, some updates on, on some of the, of the major Disney news sources, but Disney is moving to smartphones for park, park entry, really kind of taking a lot of the effect of a magic band or the, fact, uh, the features of a magic band and now putting it... Um, to your smartphone, and I'm assuming it might just be Apple for this moment, just because of their their partnership with Apple. Doesn't it say. shouldn't be a surprise though, because they've had it on their website for a long time, saying that they were going to be incorporating something new. And from what I understand, they're not doing away with Magic Bands; they're That's just right. adding a, another option. Right, which I kind of well, it's nice for people because it's going to be through your My Disney Experience app, which I used to live and die by when I was regularly traveling yeah um and a lot of times i was staying at swan and dolphin where i didn't get a magic band or you didn't really like have it that regular like i had one for my annual pass that i used but you just used it for the parks you didn't have to use it for your room or yeah i gotcha i gotcha so what do you think about this change um it's fine (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm really i I, at first, I misunderstood. I thought they were doing away with magic bands, and I thought that was right. insane right. for any number of reasons. That would be just a terrible idea. Um, not the least of which is that I keep buying them, and right. <laughs> I want to not have wasted all this money. Um, Did they ever uh, give you a talking to? Like you have too many on your profile, and they're like, "Well, this one isn't working. You have like twenty five on your profile." <laughs> yeah, Matt, you do not need fifty magic bands, but I need different colors for different yeah. shirts, and it's a whole thing. But exactly. so I, I'm glad they're keeping that. I'm not going to use the phone. I think it's stupid, but um, you know, good for them. It's yeah, something I new mean, and different. Uh the like I said, I'd probably use it if I was staying at Swan and Dolphin, but. If I'm an annual, well, I didn't renew my annual pass this year for obvious reasons. Um, but I like having the Magic Band there. Another thing too is I used to love being able to pay on my Magic Band, um, and it was such a pain for me to have to <laughs> first world problems of me getting my wallet out. God forbid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I used to love that. So if I could do that for my phone as well with yeah. the that would be super. I always forget that you can use the magic band to pay for things. I mean, I think I've only used it like twice because I just, I forget. I really do. And I usually have gift cards. So oh, you, so can't, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't use the gift card on the magic band. Yeah. And like also when you would buy like an alcoholic beverage, you still had to get your ID out anyway. So it was like, eh. but I used to love paying for things with my magic band. It is dangerous. Let me tell you. Yes. that, And they know that. I mean, they're no dummies. Oh, they, know. they know what they're doing. Um, the only thing. So do you. When you would go to Disneyland, did you miss your Magic Band? No, because my first Disney experience was Disneyland. I much prefer Disneyland to Disney World. Oh, do tell. Why is that? <laughs> we'll get into this maybe a little later. Oh, okay, but, we'll um, get into that later. <laughs> don't want to jump ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I mean, my first Disney experience was Disneyland, and it is the greatest. I will. I I, I do love Disneyland. Well, we will get into I wish I had uh, Brady's like horn that he uses when we disagree. That rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> um i love disneyland it drove me nuts to not have a magic band and have to do um like paper if you couldn't get like the fast pass plus like or what they were doing um why can't i think of what it was called it's been so long what do you do what's their fast pass called no no i got it yeah. um oh, i can't remember now either um it's it's something like fast pass but yeah uh you do it through your phone but you still have to have a paper ticket to get in the park which i think is amazing yeah and if you lose it you're screwed it's oh, not like yeah. a novelty you have to have it all the time <laughs> it's just like weird little things that would just drive me <laughs> yeah it's cute i like it. anyway we'll talk about that later so yes so sometime have they announced a date for the phone of course i exited out of that let me go back to <laughs> No, no, it's, I don't think they have. So I don't um, think they have. To be, to be determined sometime in 2021. 
Yeah, sometime I'm opening it back up here real quick just so I can see. Um, no, stay tuned to Disney for more. Stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog. I think they're just really excited to say something new. So they're like, look, this is coming in four years, but just so you know. (laughs) Something new that's not related to an Epcot festival. (laughs) That's a really really good point. (laughs) You know it's bad when they have a different press release for each dish. The tea has been spilled. (laughs) It is piping. So speaking of Epcot... We have finally have a date for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Really, kind of the mi- oh, sort of makes makeover. me so angry. It makes me so angry. Really? Oh, okay, go tell me why it's angry. Well, what is the new date? October first. I'm angry because it's done. It's done. They're, I don't know why they're waiting. It makes no oh, sense to me. The ride is done. I think they just want you know because it's part of the anniversary, so they want to have this big reveal and this oh, it's is so frustrating. Crowd. It is weird um, <clears throat> considering, you know, they had this huge block of time last year where they were closed and, and they were still working on it, obviously. It's like, don't you want to bring more people in? And I think, I mean, obviously they're trying to drive more people um, to come during that time. But it's like, why not come go during, you know, when more kids are visiting in the summer? I, I don't understand. I don't understand why they're waiting either. Well, I've heard a couple um, different opinions. The first okay. is one of my thoughts is that maybe they're trying to drive people away from Magic Kingdom because people are going to flock there. They're going to the flock 50th. there. Yeah. Um, the second thing I've heard is that they might be anticipating a relaxation of um, social distancing. And apparently yes. this attraction is very difficult to do a ride queue with six foot markers. So, that makes a ton of sense. So that could be the other reason. But that I'm still annoyed. <laughs> so I thought that too. I thought they felt mm-hmm. like um, that we would be getting closer and closer to her- herd immunity. They could lessen the rules. And they just want to make it a big shebang. Like I know so many people, even including us, my husband and I, um, of wanting to – we would normally go in October, November anyways. Um so this is almost like the the C and E crowd at church, where like <laughs> everyone's like showing up and you have yeah. no no room to sit. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's my like s- 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 people are booking now, anticipating that they're going to get vaccinated probably like in May or June, and they don't want to go during the summer because we're still going to have to wear masks and they want it's two hundred degrees and it's two hundred degrees. Yeah, I know that's what's I'm like. I was telling my husband, I was like, what if we get vaccinated like in May or something and then we want to go to Disney? I really don't want to go in the heat. Well, I'm going in July too. I'm going in April and July. So I know. That's, yeah. I'd rather go in April, but here we are. (laughs) And I'm vaccinated. So, ha. Goodness. Oh, it is. I live in Ohio and it is like an act of Congress to get vaccinated if you are under the age of 50 and i even have paperwork for my my job that says i'm an essential worker i'm a healthcare worker and like they still won't give it to me so i'm like i think right. i got mine because they were going to have to waste the doses oh, yes, yes. <clears throat> because literally someone sent me a link the night before it seems so sketchy i mean i it, it looks so sketchy I'm like is this for real your identity um, like is definitely a stolen. plain text email you know who does a plain text email anyway um <laughs> But it worked, so yeah. here I am, vaccinated. Woo-hoo. So, how do you feel about the La Creperie coming? Is it oh, the- I can't wait! It should be so good. But the lines are gonna be insane, right? Well, you know what I'm hoping is that it takes the lines away um, from the boulangerie, so that I can yeah. finally go there and just get like a macaron and not have to wait like 30 minutes for it. Well, and as soon as I say that, they'll probably do the mobile um, order thing. Oh, true. So it'll be good. But I love crepes. Crepes are one of the most perfect foods. So And you can put anything in them. But the best is Nutella. There is nothing yes. better. That is that is very true. I'm so so it's I grew up in an Italian family and like I ate Nutella like all through like when I was really, really young before it was like a big thing in the US. And now I'm like, y'all don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started in northern Italy uh, after World War II. I know it's awesome. Oh man, look at you dropping the history. Oh my god, do you have? Like- I know a lot about Nutella. <laughs> That's fantastic. Are you like a big history nerd? Is that one of your degrees? Uh, no, it's not one of my degrees. I am a history nerd, and oh I'm just kind of a, a font of useless knowledge. I'm good at trivia. Ah, me too. That's fantastic. So, I love that. Yeah, useless knowledge. 
Isn't it great? Like, it's I feel like best. my brain expands like every second. Like, I watch a lot of weird stuff on YouTube that's just like history driven. Like, my favorite thing right now is called Useful Charts, and I just sit and watch that for hours. It's an amazing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Awesome. I don't think there is a proper response to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, crepes are good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it'll, it, I love that they're expanding the space of the France pavilion. I, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited about the ride. It'll probably be really, really hard to get on. It'll probably take some of the line away from frozen ever after. So that's good. See, why wouldn't they put in a, a virtual queue like they do for ride rise of the resistance? That's maybe they will. Okay. They, well, so there's some people who said that that was good and some people who are not. I never got to experience it. Um, so, yeah. So I think I we, we personally need, I personally feel that we need to have a virtual queue for all rides going forward. But that's just me. I agree. I mean, I hate waiting in lines just like you do. I don't I don't understand why everyone gets so grumpy about the virtual queue. It's because they can't figure it out. I understand yeah. that. Um, but it's not that hard. Um I've done it in Disneyland, Disney yeah. World, and I have always gotten not only a group, but a really early group. And I don't have magic skills. So <laughs> get on the ball, people. I mean, if I can do it, you can do I it. I never got to experience. So Rise of the Resistance, um, I'm trying to refer to when the last time I was there, if it was open yet. I don't think it was. Um, and so I never got to experience the virtual queue. But anything that doesn't require me to stand, maybe it's the containment of it all. Like, I just can't stand, like, being contained like that for a long period of time. I just get bored. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wants to stand five-hour, you know, dwarf mine ride line? It's just terrible. I don't think any ride is worth it. Any ride, in my opinion. Not that long, though. No. no. No, I, I just, I can't, I can't sign up for it. So I, maybe they will. Um, I think it would, I, I, again, haven't seen the area since the new construction. I honestly don't know where they would put the people. Well, that's the thing. There can't be enough space. Yeah. To have these ridiculous, long, you know, the lines, I mean, when was the last new attraction we've had in, in Epcot like this? I think was Frozen Ever After. 85, 86. <laughs> oh, sorry, Epcot. Uh, <laughs> Whenever Figment was introduced. Oh, no. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think the last crazy line there, and they still are, um, are Frozen, is Frozen Ever After. So it'll yeah. be nice to, no, right. to kind of, right. and I'm not even a massive fan of Frozen Ever After because I like the ride that it was beforehand. So... <laughs> That's another one of your ethical That's another stance. one of my ethical stance. I still will go on Frozen Ever After just because, like, why not? Is someone asking you to? No, yeah. Like, sometimes I'll be with a group and they'll really want to go. Oh, okay. One of my, okay. I actually don't travel to Disney that much with my husband because he has a different vacation um, allowance that I do. So one of my coworkers and I, we go all the time together. <laughs> and That's she awesome. Loves that, right? no, I love that. I go by myself all the time. I would love to go by myself. Sometimes I feel like I will be judged for going by myself because I'm married. And they'd be like, well, why are you going by yourself? Well, it's to the point where I find it annoying now to go with other people. Yeah, like just checking your way, you know? <laughs> I, if you go by yourself, you can do whatever you want, whenever you yeah. want. And I mean, I walk fast. I know what I'm doing. You know, it's it's easier. I, like I don't it. like being thrown off my like usual path. I mean, in certain situations, but like at Disney, I have a very strict schedule. <laughs> I tend to do very similar things, but I don't have the schedule like you or Brady. He's more strict than I am. Like he does like rope drop to, to fireworks. I do not do that. No, no I can't. No, I can't. No. I can't, mentally can't handle everybody. And for someone who hates crowds as much as I do, it's amazing that I love Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it hasn't been sounding great like, yeah it's like it sounds terrible but yet i still go i don't know i don't understand myself it'd be great without children especially children oh it's it's a totally different experience and when i talk to people who've really never gone without children i'm just like you need to you need to experience it what do you mean you have to go back for the pool at noon? I know. That's insane. <laughs> Ooh, put a pin in that because that since I put my questions through the randomizer, we're going to be talking about that today. Pools. We're okay. Invited. So what's next on the news agenda? That's all I have for Disney news because there's not a lot. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's sad. There's not another new festival or something? Um, well, there's the Flower and Garden Festival that's coming up. Um, actually, probably started already. Um, yep, started on March eighth. Yeah, 
And normally I do a menu review with Brady, but by the time I was like getting our old, the episodes that are out there now, and then by the time I was recording, I felt like it was too late. (laughs) Fun fact about me, my last real trip before COVID was uh, the first week in March and it was at Disney World. And I was there the day that Flower and Garden opened. And I was also there the day that um, Mickey Minnie's Railroad opened. So I did that. Yeah, it was pure luck. I didn't. I had no idea. Oh no! So. I was actually going to go that week, so it's so weird. This and this was before we ever thought shutdown was a thing. But um, my in laws went; they were all there, and then my mother, my 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 brother in law, sister in law, and their kids, and my mother in law and I were like, "Why don't we just sneak down there and go?" Because I wanted to go to the opening of Flower and Garden. Yeah, and we didn't go because I was like, you know, I'm going in a month. I'm going at that time. I'm going in April. <laughs> what could happen? What could happen? <laughs> <laughs> pandemic that shuts down the, the, the world. entire world oh my god so i i i too will forever regret that decision that was big. yeah because a week after i got back it shut everything, it closed yeah everything shut down yeah here we are so i guess my merch is worth a lot of money yeah, i know right that 2020 flower and garden not there's not too much out there about that. i bought a hawaiian shirt that's only orange bird um it's a little loud. Yeah. I love it, but there's literally only one place in the universe I can ever wear this thing. But it says 2020 Flower and Garden. Awesome. So. I wonder huh. if that <laughs> you would think that would be worth stuff because a lot of the merch that they were putting out, like when the park opened back up and then into the taste of flower and or taste of food and wine that they did like starting in the summer. A lot of the stuff, and even now, are I think they're still giving away things that well they tried convincing us that we should pay for free things with the annual pass holder store yeah. in Epcot. Um, so I think that's what they're doing. I mean, it's yeah. genius. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, they lost I, – I was having this argument the other day with one of my coworkers. They lost – I think it was like $2.6 just in park rep, like park um, revenue. And still losing and with still all losing. the parks. Because – yeah. Paris is still not open. I think they're reopening Shanghai. Well, they no, I'm not, sorry, Hong Kong, because they reopened Shanghai and they reopened. I don't know if they reopened Tokyo. The problem is a lot of these have reopened and then they're going back down to shutting down again because as cases um, increase. Yeah, and but Disneyland finally has a date. I know. Or almost April first. It's it's exciting. Um, I ha- one of my um, co co-hosts coming up here. Um, is an AP or was an AP for, for Disneyland. And I don't think she's going to check it out yet, but it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see it opening. Yeah. I, I was an annual pass holder there too. And, uh, it's funny cause I bought it in January <laughs> and I was never even able to pick it up. <laughs> so i would watch every day it's got closer and closer expiration date and then expired and then they canceled the program so Aww. i know i never canceled mine i just let it run out because i don't know i think i just still had hope <laughs> maybe something will happen maybe something will magically everyone will like follow the rule oh, i don't know what i was thinking but here we are that's eleven hundred dollars i'll never <laughs> see again <laughs> Yes. So like I was saying um, about a pool earlier, so I took those questions. So what is your favorite hotel pool at Dis- at the Disney Parks? Well, before I answer, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. Um, okay. First, fair. my first Disney, Walt Disney World trip was like a year and a half ago, something like that. So sure. um, I haven't stayed very many. Um, but uh, so I'm not going to base this on my personal experience because I have no idea. But okay. <laughs> but what I've heard is um, the pool experience over at the Beach Club and the Yacht Club. That is, is it? it. Yeah, that is. Well, that is probably the most favorite of everybody. I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite. And the reason why is because they're, the security there is so like it's, a, it's kind of annoying. You mean the common <laughs> people can go in? Yeah, the common people can't go. Well, no, it's like you um, you have to have your magic band. Obviously, they scan your magic band and they wristband you again. Oh. And I'm like, oh, God, like this is dramatic. <laughs> like, but people sneak in all the time, I would I love guess. to stay at either of those two properties. They look beautiful. I love the location. They're and... wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful concierge. Not my favorite concierge service, but, but very Slackers. Nice. Uh, wonderful Slackers. Service. I know. I know. <laughs> what is your favorite ride or attraction? In the Disney parks. Oh my God, really? I know. Any Disney park in the world? Look, randomized. 
Well, since you've been to many, yeah, because this was part of an overall oh, question, so it's not hard. land specific. <laughs> well, you're not going to get one answer, I hope you know. <laughs> that's okay. Um, <laughs> this is your I mean, show. I love the Matterhorn. I think that's a great attraction. Um, yes. I may be saying that to be a contrarian because they don't have that in Walt Disney World. Um, <laughs> that's okay. But we encompass we all parks. We just haven't had the luxury of traveling to the other world parks. But I talk about Disneyland quite a bit. I love Space Mountain. Uh, any Space Mountain. Yeah. Um, I'm an Adventureland yeah. guy, so I always love that stuff. Um, Very nice. I'm coaster at Disney California Adventure. So those yes. are my, my tops. That's the Incred- I feel like I'm genuinely scarred by the Incredicoaster because every time I go and sit at the, um, oh, what is the, pic- like the Pixar bar that's right oh, there? Oh, Lamplight Lounge. Lamplight Lounge. Thank you so much. That's all you hear yes, is the, the screaming. dash. Screaming. I made the mistake of eating dinner there and I thought it would be really nice to eat like near the water. I forgot near the water yeah. is where they start the screaming. And so every 30 yeah. seconds during the meal, it was blood-curdling <laughs> screaming. Literally every 30 seconds. It's <laughs> like so you finally get a sense of peace and then, ah! <laughs> exactly. Beautiful was, views, but all of a sudden you hear grass yelling. It was so upsetting. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I remember oh, once yeah. I was there, and it was a pretty light day because I go like Tuesday yeah. at 2 p.m. No one goes. So, oh, so I had the fast yeah. passes. And so <laughs> you can only get one at a time. So you can't book them up. Right. So I would get the fast pass, do the credit coaster, and come back and then do it again. I did it like ten times in a row. It was beautiful. Right. Do you have a favorite hotel, bar, or lounge? And you can include lounges in like a park if you haven't been to a lot of hotels. Oh no, I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the Polynesian, the entire property, uh, just because I love that vibe. I love tiki. I just yeah. I eat it all up. And so I really love being at Trader Sam's. I think that's just an amazing place. There's nothing else quite like it. Um, yeah, I think that has to be it. And I, on my desk, I've got one of the mugs from there. So. We actually, the bar that I'm staring at right now, we have quite a few mugs from the Disney World trade. Oh, no. I think I got one from the Disneyland Trader Sam's, too. Do you have a preference? I've never been to Disneyland one. one. (laughs) Well, you got to make the pilgrimage. No, no. I'm such a slacker. I think I looked for it once and I got lost and then I left. (laughs) It's it's in a really weird spot. Like, it's in in the Disneyland, uh, the Disneyland Hotel on, on the grounds. So, but it's like you have to go into the courtyard area and then you just like, it's, it's not yeah, easy I got to frustrated find. and just left. Yeah. I quit. That's fair. <laughs> I took my ball <laughs> and left. left. And it's bigger is, which is nice. Cause the one in the Polynesian oh, so is quite small. small. So, so annoying. Fair. Yeah. Um, it's not open now. So if you're looking for it, don't go. And in fact, right. The entire Polynesian resort is incredibly depressing right now. <laughs> um, I went there <laughs> my last trip and I mean, no, they don't have guests and they're doing remodeling. And so yeah. there's no one there. You go into the store and 20 people assault you trying to help you because there's nothing to do. <laughs> there's nothing to do. That's right. Nothing's open. You can't get anything cool. So it's a little sad. What do you think of the new rooms? Have you seen the, the I new I think they rooms? look nice. I was really worried it would be too cartoony, but I think um, they did yeah. the right thing in taking inspiration from Moana rather than literally. Yeah. Uh, all the cartoon characters. Yeah. So good job, Disney. I, to- I, totally I mean, you agree. can't charge that much a night and have two adults stay in a cartoon room. You can't do that. That's the truest words that have ever been spoken. And like, honestly, I'm fine. When it, when you're in a deluxe resort, I want the decor to elevate. Yeah, it's like $500 and a night. That, uh, that's cheap. Right. Polyne- Polyne is the most expensive. It's Yeah, ridiculous. I don't want some cartoon stare at me in my yeah. bathroom sink no okay. 500 bucks i will go all day <laughs> exactly and like i felt like i'm glad that they redid the rooms there they were out of date um and i think they're starting to use like similar decor pieces i mean obviously from a cost saving perspective like you notice it in the riviera you notice it in the new coronado tower and you know like very similar accents so i think they're trying to like but one thing I wish Disney would do about their hotel rooms is update their mattresses. They are the world's they hardest are. mattress. I feel like why I'm is that? I don't know, and I'm paying five hundred and six hundred dollars a you, night to stay I mean, in these a places. A million people sleep on these things. You think they get soft? No. 
You would think. And they're like, I, it feels like the mattresses in Europe. Because they're not hard. They're, I, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Democratic socialist mattresses. <laughs> the social mattresses. I actually don't mind because I grew up in an Italian home. My mattresses were always really firm. So when I moved moved in with my husband, like he needed a really soft mattress. I was like, what is this? I don't want to sleep on a cloud. I know. This is so – it gives me back problems. So it's very odd. But the mattress thing makes me crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you, I mean I'm a luxury writer. So – Comparing the cost points for Disney resorts to the real world, you're not getting what you should um, <laughs> from a Disney resort. Let's digress. <laughs> Can we talk about, I have spent far less money going overseas, staying in luxury resorts, yeah. like in like Como, like, like Rome, south of France, beautiful, beautiful resorts, not even close to the amount of money that I spend at Disney World. What what it's is insane. that? About? And even you know, some of their best properties in the real world, they would be a four-star hotel, maybe. <laughs> you know? Um, what you're paying for is a really nice lobby. That's that's it. all you're paying for. The rooms yeah, are the pretty seat. similar. I mean, yeah, if you want, you know, a bamboo wicker cabinet, that's fine. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're paying you for a really nice lobby. And how much time, you are one hundred percent. You know, I don't sleep in the lobby. I could, I'd be arrested. So, I sleep in my room, which is not as cool as the lobby. <laughs> I honestly would compare them to like a courtyard Marriott. Sometimes, like, yes, the decor is much better in the rooms, but like the quality of like the mattress, number one, like the like things like that. Like, what? Why? My, why? You're absolutely right. The yeah. first one I stayed in that was kind of that higher level was Animal Kingdom Lodge, and I was so excited. Yeah. I was talking it up, get there, and yeah, it's like. Um, you know, a Ramada or a courtyard or something. Yeah, like the quality. I mean, it was fine. It's just, it's fine. Is it worth paying six hundred dollars or something a night for? No, no. Eh. But you're paying for the you're paying for the experience. You're paying for the close location. Sure. And you're paying for the perks. Yeah. Sure. Right. The close location <laughs> that Animal Kingdom Lodge offers. Oh <laughs> yeah. Nothing. I've never seen it. Oh my god. Like, I. I love Sanaa is one of my favorite that was restaurants. It's fantastic. But it's so far. And we only stay at Epcot at Magic Kingdom Resorts because we're jerks. But like, No, it's convenient to nothing. Like, so far. It's convenient to nothing. Yeah. Just and you can't kidding. even, I thought stupidly you could walk to Animal Kingdom. No, you can't because there's a damn savanna with animals on the way. So You're you have to yeah. take the bus a two-minute drive <laughs> to Animal Kingdom. Exactly. It is so stupid. <laughs> Yes, ex exactly. Oh, speaking of restaurants, so what would you say is your favorite table service sit down restaurant in Disney? Oh, um, I went there my last trip. It is um, the restaurant at the top of the Contemporary um, California. <gasps> California so Grill. So good. Not only the, was the food incredible, but I mean, the views. I mean, oh, you should yeah. pay whatever that meal costs every time just to go enjoy those views. I mean, it's really something yeah. else. Did you get to watch? Oh, were they having no, fireworks no then? Fire. Nope. Or no, that's right. This was during the COVID, COVID time. So <laughs> I like to call it the COVID to give it a nice little flair. Um. Because I am not <laughs> a big fan of Disney sit-down restaurants because a lot like the hotels, I think you're overpaying dramatically for what you get. Um, you know, it's usually lackluster food. There are exceptions, mm -hmm. and this is one of those exceptions. I'm living for your commentary <laughs> right now, and I – Totally agree. This is not you. sponsored by Disney. So, this is not sponsored. No, because that's that's kind of like well, as you're, it kind of ties into the whole theme, right? If you're going as an adult, you're not bringing children. Like you really do want to have an excellent dining experience, it, and especially for how much. It's very you're rare for me to go to a sit down restaurant. Um, I do the Skipper Canteen because I love Adventureland so much. Love it. But love quick it. service, I think, is better quality than the sit down restaurants. It's weird. Something. What? Um. Did you do any sit-down restaurants in Disneyland Paris, or, or do they have? They one? do. They Let's must. See. No, I didn't. Got what did I buy? I have no idea. The food options suck too. Like, I thought I, I could get a corn dog. No corn dogs. Uh, <laughs> so French, you know. <laughs> so I think I got wine. I don't know. Oh, uh, was the wine? No. Damn <laughs> it! Uh, you know the thing is the wine selection at Disney, and so my husband is a certified specialist of wine. I'm trying to get him on the show to come and talk about Disney wine. He's being a jerk and won't do it. He is but, being a 
is, oh, I can't stand it. And um, we want to talk about wine at Disney because it's so bizarre, the wine selection there. Yeah, it's either two buck chuck or it's $400 a bottle. Yes, there's no, no in between. It's bizarre. I don't know. I don't oh. know. It's really true that there's. Like I noticed that drink. when I ate at the fancy um, restaurant in Animal Kingdom, and they brought out the wine list. It was, you know, five thousand pages long. Um, it was so expensive. It is. It's so expensive, and it's not even like that no. great wine. It's like ten dollar wine. It's really, especially when you're sitting with someone who knows how much this stuff like is at cost. <laughs> I can buy this for seven dollars. <laughs> That's what I hear the whole dinner. <laughs> Um, we'll do how many have we done so far? Even though we Two. keep digressing, it's totally fine. Two. Oh my god! No, we haven't. Yeah, there's been a lot of digressions. That's okay. That's the story of this podcast. So we're saying oh, uh, we're saying one more life. real quick. Um, something else oh, about yeah, Viking yeah. cruises. So if you're Ooh. in Europe and you're going out and about, and you see a bottle of wine yeah. you like, you can buy it yes. and bring it on board, and it will serve it to you at dinner with no extra fee. There's no corkage fee. What? I did a full ASMR into the mic. What? <laughs> so go buy some this is wine. Into the Viking cruise uh, podcast. It's a nice little perk because they know people want to get out there and experience the food and wine cultures of Europe. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, we've shipped wine yeah. home yep. from Europe, but like that's that being able to drink it like right there—that's so nice. Anyway, that was my fault for that digression. So, what is question that's number okay, three? No, that's very valid. <laughs> let's see what is well we talked about your favorite time of year to visit so we already know that that's already on the list here what has been your favorite disney parks moment um sorry i sound so pained um <laughs> it's kind of hard so one. i was um walking back to my hotel in disneyland and um i was wearing my mickey mouse ears because disneyland is a real yeah. thing that everyone does and not Maybe people do it in yeah. Florida, which I thought was weird. And they were the pride years. So um so back, oh, yeah. showing pride and past his family. And they had like he had to be like a three or four year old boy. He stopped and pointed to me and wished me a happy pride. So Oh my God, what? It I'm was gonna... so sweet. <laughs> his parents are doing something right. But I mean that kind of encapsulates what I and so many people love about the Disney experience is that mm-hmm. it is welcoming of everyone. Um, no matter yeah. your background, uh, no matter what. And it's a wonderful feeling. It's a, it's a stress-free environment. Oh, look at this. You're the first person to like get, get me welled up. Oh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> that's sweet. Oh, oh, geez. That's like the best story ever. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm out of here. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Oh, you're like, and that's it, the end. <laughs> end on a high note. <laughs> what am I going to ask you now? Um, I'll ask you one more question. Let's well, sure. I'm supposed to have 10, right? Let's have ten. So, <laughs> um, here's a weird question, but I think it's very. This is something that's very important to me, and this is why I ask this. What is your favorite mode of Disney transportation? Hmm. I heard this on on the last podcast. Um, you know, I do like the the, the ferry boats, not ferry boats, but the the ships, the whatever. The, the waterborne vehicles that go from <laughs> uh, like Swan and Dolphin to what are those called they're not ferries they're um freedom ships or something they're like friendship cruises friendship okay <laughs> it's so funny because i talked about that was the one i hate the most really why <laughs> i love it for the so, convenience it is for the convenience i think like i don't know why i feel like it takes so long like i feel like i could get there faster walking which is probably not true well if you use it to just go to the boardwalk that's insane and you could get there yeah. faster by walking Right. But if it's really hot outside, you know, and you don't want to walk to Epcot or Hollywood Studios, it's nice. It's a nice little mode of conveyance. It is. It is. And I'm glad you didn't choose like the bus because that's the worst. Well, who would choose a bus? <laughs> I mean, my heart wants to say the monorail, but sure. the monorail right now is not doing so good. So, um, and overall, <laughs> the system needs help, but it really does. Even before COVID, it, needed, it yeah. needs so much help i mean it had doors falling off and then you've been on the disneyland one i'm assuming yeah that one was like the ride of the future <laughs> the future okay. is today um yeah you can take it from their version that you know, downtown disney and in, back into the park which is fun oh it's so it's so nice it's like the fanciest monorail of all time i first time i went on that i was like this is luxurious <laughs> <laughs> don't touch honey <laughs> it doesn't smell like a farm it's amazing <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it <laughs> i, I would have said something totally different 
different. So what is your favorite quick service then? You said that the quick service is usually better. I did them by park. Um, uh, <laughs> see, you made me so nervous about all this. Um, well, my, it's not going to be, uh, sorry, my Husky is yelling at me. Um, oh, you're fine. It's not going to be a traditional place. So my favorite, what is literally quick service are the Epcot festivals. I do love the food selections at Epcot. It is quick service. I love that. I love small I love portions. Either. Appetizers are my favorite thing. Oh, me too. And I can literally. Yeah. And so it's just like a festival of appetizers. And it's it is. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much. Yes, you spend $100 for lunch, but it's so it much fun. Good. And you yeah. just kind of meander and stroll. I just, I love it. I love all the festivals put more in i just I, I always want a festival i just i love it love it love i always it, love want it. a festival the only thing that makes me sad about the festivals is that there is some decent dining in world showcase some not all but they're like takumte for example um i so i never get to go to the restaurants anymore which kind of bums me out but i hear what you're saying like a lot of the restaurants in world showcase are blah and they're a million dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a couple of dinners I've liked. Uh, for lunch, I think it would be a waste. But yes. for dinner, I think it's a nice little splurge. Um, yeah. But my my favorite real quick service, I mean, I'm, I love Dole Whips. I'm just going to say Aloha Isle just so I can get a Dole Whip. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. I um, Do you like tahini on your Dole Whip? Brady and I always talk about that. No, that's insanity. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so it's really good. <laughs> sure. You're like, I'll take your word. And I will it's never try it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Anything else that you want to? Um, is there another question you would like me to ask? You're like, I had this answer for this question, and we need to talk about it. I had 50 answers. No, I mean, I like I like Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did want to mention, uh, talk about Disneyland over Walt well, Disney World, why I like it more. I love oh, yeah. the convenience of Disneyland. For instance, yeah. I was at a conference and decided that day to go to Disneyland. That is not yes. a decision-making process for Disney World. Correct. Which with fast passes and ADRs, it's like planning. It's going to war. You're going to war it with is. your vacation. Um, That's a really good point. <laughs> it, it starts months in advance. You have to yeah. have spreadsheets for some reason and <laughs> color coding for some reason. Disneyland is like, you want to come in today? Sure. Come on in. It's very relaxed. Experience our it happiness. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. I love the fact I can walk from my hotel, any hotel. Yeah. To the park. So that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I love there's only two parks and they're across the street from each other. So it's easy. Yeah, I, I mean, I love California Adventure. I think California Adventure is like what Hollywood Studios could have been. Like DCA is my favorite park. Oh, jet, it just overall yep. in general. I love it. I love DCA. I love it. It's where I usually spend my evenings, and it's very nice. Well, I, I, I love the national park aesthetic. So you've got that aspect, and then it yeah. ties in with hotel. So it's just beautiful. And I love the Pixar Pier, and um, I drove Route sixty six. So I love Cars Land because it's literally like walking back into Route sixty six. So it's just it's, a beautiful park. Cars Land is my favorite land. It's so amazing. Like overall, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. That is my favorite ride in all of the Disney parks. Is the Cars ride? That's a good one. It breaks I, down every ten seconds, but it's a good ride. It does. <laughs> But when it's working, it's just tremendous. Absolutely. Um, and then number two is living with the land. Don't get me started. Uh, okay. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, That's just weird. it is. I love, <clears throat> I love looking at things grow. And um, literally, so that's how long it takes. <laughs> so, You've literally watched grass grow from the point A to such point. Such a long attraction. If it lasted five minutes, I'd be on board. But it's so long and so slow. I know. I just because like I'm like real nerdy and I like to listen to real nerd things. Like I used to love interventions. I, interventions got old after a while, but because um, they didn't update it as often. But I used to love that shit. And I, I just I'm so weird. <laughs> a lot of people go on it, so you're not alone. That's for sure. Yeah, people people love it. But well, that's all I have for today. Okay. Thank you. This was so much fun, Matt. Yeah, I'm awesome. So that's why you are awesome. That, I'm glad you reason. know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, 
Um, so Matt, tell everyone where they can find you. Well, you can find me on my website, landlopers.com. And since you listen to podcasts, I'd appreciate it if you could take a listen and if you like it, subscribe to Explore the World Travel Podcast, available on all your podcast platforms. I am a new subscriber myself. I'm a huge, huge lover of travel podcasts. Yeah. And yes, I do listen to Rick Steve's podcast, but I listen to other ones too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's very kind. If you have like a PBS voice, like maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I just find it. I don't know. He's also like really a big proponent of weed. And I think that's really interesting. <laughs> Does that come into his travel advice? <laughs> no, but he like posts about it a lot, which I think is funny. No, you're right. He is. It's a big thing for him. So it's a really it's kind of random, but weird. Um, but yeah, but thanks so much, Matt, for joining us. Hopefully you can join us again sometime until and even when Brady comes back, we would love to have you back. I love it. And again, I had a blast. So thanks for having me. Oh, thanks so much. Well, guys, we will see you next time. This is Annie at WDW Collective. Talk to you soon. 